0: We are drinking a little wine actually on this podcast too so we're gonna do a little cheers cheers thanks for being on the podcast cora Mm -hmm. we'll see if i'm invited back (laughs) after my first appearance (laughs) hey guys this is coach k and you're listening to the making changes breaking barriers podcast where we talk about you this is about you your mind and your path so As you can see, if you're watching the video or if you're listening, you don't know who's sitting here next to me, but I have Cora next to me, Cora my wife, for anyone who doesn't know me or doesn't know us already, so this is a very exciting episode. Well, first thing, with Valentine's Day coming up tomorrow, Cora, I wanted to say happy early Valentine's Day. Yes, happy early Valentine's Day. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? I mean, I know we're like five years into being together, but tell the world how do you feel about valentine's day
1: i i think every day should be valentine's day where you're showing your loved one that you love them so i think
0: it's kind of an over commercialized day personally so when i asked you last night like hey, do you want to just, you know, go out to dinner on Valentine's Day? What did you say? I said no. (laughs) I (laughs) I got turned down. (laughs) Okay, first of all, you didn't ask me to go out to
1: dinner. You said, do you want to do anything? And I said, yes, I don't want to go to dinner, but we could like DoorDash or we could cook dinner together or like have a date night at home because
0: the crowds and everything's just kind of madness. So, fair. So, avoid the crowds, but we could still use it as an excuse to... Do something nice and romantic at home. Yeah. Like we could get in the hot tub and we could make dinner and we could drink some wine and... Ooh, that does sound nice. Yeah. You're selling it now. (laughs) Maybe have some dessert, you know? Like who knows? What are we going to eat? What should we make? What should we have Mm. for dessert? We are drinking a little wine actually on this podcast too. So we're going to do a little cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks for being on the podcast, Cora. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll see if I'm invited back
1: after my first <laughs> appearance. I don't know. I think you should make
0: those hazelnut bars for dessert. Ooh, that's a good idea. I made these hazelnut bars for one of the Christmas parties, holiday parties, mm-hmm. I think that we did or that we went to, and they were very good. If you're interested in the recipe, let me know. I'll, I can give it to you. But yeah, or they cook- were a winner, cookies. that's for sure. Maybe we could do homemade pizza. Yes, we could make it in a heart <laughs> shape. Pizza is my favorite food.
1: <laughs> Did you hear what I just said?
0: Make it in a heart shape. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, and with pepperoni and and prosciutto. Ooh, we should. Make and a prosciutto. or I don't know if we could do both. Yep, but we can make two pizzas.
1: Okay. All right. True. <laughs> Valentine's Day dinner is set. Perfect. Okay. Pizza,
0: wine, some kind of dessert. It sounds very nice. I'm in. <laughs> All right, so. I wanted to have Cora on the podcast. I thought it would be fun. Obviously, like I said in my previous podcast, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So, you know, I thought it was good timing to have her on here. But as we were thinking about what we were going to actually talk about on this episode, we figured we should probably have some sort of theme. To go along with just having core on the podcast which feels like a win already to have her here so we tossed around a lot of ideas we went on a walk and we talked about it and as you can imagine we came up with many ideas but what we decided on was especially with having core on here for the first time and also just with the theme of the podcast we decided we wanted to talk about how we've made some of the decisions that we've made in our relationship and you know these not just any decisions, like the big decisions, like, you know, why did we decide to move to Bend or basically all the big decisions that have got us to where we are today, which in no way, shape or form do we feel like we're exactly where we want to be. But for right in this moment, I think we feel pretty good about where we are. Don't you agree? I do. So let's list all 17,000 decisions we've made (laughs) since the start. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we made it very clear that we're not going to go over, over every single detail, but there were some big decisions that we made, even some risky decisions that, you know, maybe didn't even realize how risky they were at the time. But looking back, <laughs> we realized how risky they were. And maybe our parents let us know at the time how risky they were. But we made some decisions that really did set us up to be where we are now. Absolutely. Okay,
1: well, our first big decision that we made together was buying a van and moving in together which happened pretty much at the same time about six months into our relationship we u-hauled it if you don't know what that means you can look it up (laughs) but no why don't you explain it okay fine (laughs) so u-hauling is a queer or more specifically lesbian term and it means like basically you meet and go rent the u-haul and move in together it's just saying that stereotypically lesbians move really fast and get involved really quickly so That's what that means. So after six months, we, we didn't get a U-Haul, but we moved in together and we bought a van together that we put both of our names on. That was a very significant investment that both of our parents did not agree with at the time,
0: actually. So how did you come to the decision that you were okay with me moving into your place? So just to give a little bit of a context, we both lived in Portland at the time. We actually lived about, it was like a mile from each other, right? Yeah, it was super close. Cora was in a one-bedroom apartment. I was in a three-bedroom home with two roommates, and I had been in this home for two about two years and with a couple different roommates, but yeah, I had two roommates at the time, and we were kind of doing the back and forth thing where sometimes I would stay at her place, sometimes she would stay at my place. Mostly we would stay at Cora's place, since she yeah, had her own place. My <laughs> version of the story is we split it very evenly. I felt like I was very
1: nice going to your house, but... You think we split it evenly? I don't know. Maybe it's imaginary, but...
0: Oh, I you, think it was at least 80-20. I know. You
1: always say that, which I do believe because I didn't want to go to your house. I wanted to be in my nice like, yeah. apartment. You did have was, a nice apartment. Yeah, and it was all ours,
0: so it was... Yeah, it's you know? very different when there's, like, when, when I when someone has roommates. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what went into your decision to be, like, okay, you know, I like Christina enough to have her move into my one-bedroom apartment? I mean, at that point especially, it felt like you already kind of lived there. You know, you were
1: packing... Like a bag to be there for multiple nights rascal was coming over at that point <laughs> like spending the night we were kind of already our dog in case you don't know who rascal is yeah he's one of our dogs the only one at that time but so it kind of just felt like you were already there i think at some point like the crate rascal's crate made it over like it was just kind of happening i got you a fob to get into the building and the apartment and it just i don't know it kind
0: of felt like if we were gonna do it let's do it you know Yeah. Do you remember if there was any like hesitation on your part or you just remember it being like pretty, just like, let's do it. Yeah. I remember being like, let's do it. I think I kind of already knew that
1: you were very, very important to me. And I don't know if I'll risk saying I already like wanted to marry you, but (laughs) I kind of knew, you know, like unless something really big happened, we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. So I was pretty confident in it. Yeah. I didn't really have any hesitation either. And maybe this is TMI, but I had already lived with somebody before. And when that ended really badly, I just left. So, I mean, I, not that I thought that was going to happen, but I already knew that even if that does get a little bit like messy, when you have to detangle, you can do that. You you had an escape plan already. No, I didn't, (laughs) but I, I knew that it was possible and you know, like, I also wanted to live with the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with so I could learn, like, all the weird things about you and figure out if they were going to be deal breakers or not. True. Which they're clearly not five years later. Yeah.
0: There's some things now that maybe annoy us about (laughs) each other, like, in our living space. I didn't say
1: annoy me about you specifically. (laughs) No.
0: Oh, I'm sure I do plenty of things that annoy you. But, yeah, I remember at the time, like, we would even do check-ins every couple months, just, you know, naturally, randomly. But you know, is there anything that I'm doing that's annoying you? And I feel like we're very much in the honeymoon stage because I don't think there was really much at the time. There wasn't much, yeah. Whereas now we're
1: doing, like, daily (laughs) check-ins.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We literally just came home from a walk, and I opened up the closet door to put the dog leashes in, and Cora goes... Please just let me do it so I don't have to be <laughs> cursing your name when I come back in here and see how you did it. It's just a disaster
1: when Christina puts <laughs> him away. It's like there's hooks where they go and then they're just
0: jumbled messes. You're so. a little
1: like particular. <laughs>
0: I'm, I am a little bit particular. Yeah. <laughs> We're having to take like momentary pauses in this podcast because we have both our dogs in here, which normally I shut them out. But because both Cora and I are in here, they're both in here and they are Starting to bark at who knows what about every ten seconds. So every sound possible. That's Barking. a lot of fun. Get a dog. They said. No, just kidding. We love <laughs> our dogs, both of them, very much. You're gonna hit your head if you jump. Up and there. also, Canon yeah. keeps trying to jump up on Core's lap. There we go. Okay, so we moved in together, and that was about September, right? Yeah, or October. Okay, yeah. and then we got into serious discussions about buying a van, which we ended up doing in October or November. It- it kind of all happened at the same time. I think your lease was official
1: October, and you we bought the van in October.
0: Yeah, so the van was a big purchase because if you don't know anything about, like, these converted Sprinter vans... I mean, they don't have to be Sprinter vans, but that was van the direction that, we, direction that we wanted to go. You know, the van is very expensive. It's a big vehicle. It's a nice vehicle. And then you also have to pay for the build-out. So you're basically building it out to become... essentially a tiny home on wheels. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So I had been wanting to do van life for years at this point. And I had lived in Sacramento before I moved to Portland where I met Christina. I'd been looking up all this van stuff. I quit my first job, saved all this money, was going to buy a van and convert it. I was actually going to buy like an old van or like a broken down school bus and do it for as cheap as I could, which my parents did not love the idea of me like being broken down on the side of the road in who knows where. But anyway, so then I kind of like tabled it for a while and then started talking to you about it, which you had never even heard of van life or anything. And then I think again, because we were so, we were in the honeymoon phase, like very obsessed with each other, which you still do to this day, but you like want me to be happy. So you work really hard to like figure out how to please me on those dreams. And so, yeah, you were like, let's do it. And you got the list and of where every van was in the country and we found one and bought
0: it Yeah, shipped it to Portland. It's actually weird (laughs) thinking back on, I think about it sometimes because I feel like it was one of those moments similar to moving in, but even this one more because there was like such a financial commitment behind it. it. Like I really didn't have much hesitation and I'm not sure there will be any other decision, big decision that we make in our relationship that I have that little of hesitation, like I think it was just so early in and I and I was truly like I think trying to impress you and like <laughs> wanting to make sure that you were happy and able to mm-hmm. like live these dreams that you wanted to make. it was like no question, no matter. I mean, it probably could have cost two hundred thousand dollars and I would have been like, yeah, let's do it. let's figure out a way to make it work, yeah. And then when we tried to sell our West Lynn
1: house, you had like anxiety dreams for like three months.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah, like any other big decision, which we'll get into some of those today. But there's been like yeah. tons of thought and yeah, anxiety and deliberation about them for the most part. Yeah, which I also feel like you kind of tricked me,
1: and we. I mean, I think everybody kind of tricks <laughs> each other in a, early in a re, in a relationship because you're. You know, you are, like, pushing the limits, right? You, like, were excited about it. You wanted to, like, help me make that dream come true. So you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, every other big decision we made wasn't quite like that.
0: But I agree. (laughs) But would you say, would you agree that even if there is a little bit more, like, conversation about other decisions, we've always ended up doing it? Pretty much, yeah. There hasn't been, like, anything that we, you, have wanted to do where then we've been, like, no, we're not going to, like, we've yeah. decided that we weren't going to do it. We've pretty much done everything. Yeah. Do you feel like we've done pretty much everything you have wanted to do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it feels pretty even?
0: Yeah. No, and it wasn't about being even. <laughs> it just was like, because you were referring, you were saying that, like, I was just ready to, like, fire the gun really quickly. Yeah. Whereas now, it, like, I still fire the gun, or we still fire the gun, right? But I get on board, too, but it just maybe takes a little bit more time. Yes. And I feel like that's part of growing in our relationship, too, in mm-hmm. that, you know, as we've been been together for longer and longer, we do have, like, more combined responsibilities and we have more combined financial responsibilities. Yeah. And, and all of our finances are combined now, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, we were still, like,
1: very independent and,
0: yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, more things, it feels like, to take into consideration and just, like, make sure we're making, like, smart decisions, even if we know 100% that... That's what we want to do in our hearts. Like, does it also make sense, I guess? Yeah. Can we afford it? Can we afford it? (laughs) Yeah, to be completely straightforward. Can we afford it? Kind
1: of all comes back to
0: money. But yeah. Sometimes. Some dreams. So basically our first two big decisions came like with very little thought. Not that Mm -hmm. there wasn't thought, but very little... Back and forth, it was just like, "Let's fire the gun, let's go, we're doing it." Mm-hmm. You're liking that fire the gun I know. analogy right <laughs> <I> now. <laughs> when I find a good analogy that I actually say correctly, it's like I gotta just stick with it. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'll get ready for it a thousand more times. <sighs> okay, so next big decision was we kept we still had the van, but we were gonna buy this home. Yep. we wanted to buy a home. We weren't exactly sure where, but in the Portland or extended Portland area and yeah how did how did that decision go yeah i mean it felt like it was kind of fast that one we were like let's
1: start looking at houses it was it's also portland oregon so it rains all the time from october to potentially june so we were two months in a month and a half into like the rainy season of having both full-time jobs living in the van being freezing like just not having the most fun having to like secretly get out to take rascal on walks like parking on streets anyways and so it was we were just kind of I think done with that like secrecy of living you got the new job I got a new job where I then was gonna have to work from home full time I mean being on the road but I was gonna have to have a home office and I was not gonna be able to have a two monitor set up yeah Cora might disagree
0: with me but there was one point it was like towards the end of that era of living in our van on the streets of Portland but she got this new job and she was like just so you know I'm gonna need two monitors for this job so every day I'm gonna set up two monitors in the van and I like I don't know if I ever vocalized this but in my head I was like we gotta get out of here (laughs) we can't continue to stay in the van remember I actually rented a like shared office space for a while and I hated it I never went true (laughs) true but I think you did end up renting that space, which was a really good solution, a lot less expensive a solution than buying an actual home. But I think mm-hmm. we had already like started down the track of looking at homes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of a interesting thing about how we make decisions is like when we start down a track of an idea, it's very hard for us to ever like pull back. Not saying we should pull back, but I'm just like an observation. We're pretty on it. Yeah. Like we start this idea wherever the idea came from could be an issue that we're having. It could be just an exciting idea. And then it's just like a steamroller. There we go. New analogy from there. <laughs> I also get, I get really obsessed with things and you
1: kind of do too, I do so too. Then both of us we feed off each, off each other. We do. So it's, it's kind of over <laughs> as soon as we're like, we should buy a house or we should move to Bend or we should start a podcast or we should open a gym. Like anything random, we,
0: it's over. I mean there has to be like a lot of pros to that right Mm -hmm. i mean if again that's kind of the whole point of this conversation is we have done a lot and we'll get into into it more but it's allowed us to be where we are today which we're really enjoying but there's also probably negatives i don't know or potential negatives of not being able to really like pull back if we need to like pull the emergency brake there's another one (laughs)
1: liked it i think that we have been fortunate enough to not be put into a situation where we have to pull the emergency brake. I think that if we get there, which we've been close now,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, cuz we have kind of gone into the real estate space where we own more than one property, we would we would have to be ready to and potentially will have to pull that emergency brake. And we do have that conversation. So I think at that point in our life, we had two really good jobs. We had no debt. We were just kind of cruising and enjoying our time together and building a life together and, you know, being recently engaged and like planning our wedding, all this stuff and like buying our forever home, which is a total load of crap that everybody has
0: ever told us. And when we bought that home, we're like, we're never moving. Your first home is never your forever home. I I mean, we can probably all say that like pretty confidently, right? I mean,
1: we're 31 and we're in our third house, which is also aggressive. (laughs) I understand that. But when we bought that first home three and a half years ago, we were like, we're never leaving. And we sold it before we even
0: owned it for two years. Can aggressive be like in the title for this podcast in some way? (laughs) Because I feel like that's a pretty good adjective to describe you and <laughs> no and me and our relationship and our our lifestyle. journey yeah like the aggressive lifestyle of sure and christina I mean,
1: you're in charge of titling but <laughs> i need your help though i think okay maybe it'll come <laughs> to us in the next couple minutes
0: <laughs> okay so we bought this house in westland like core said it was gonna be our forever home mm-hmm. we both had pretty solid rock like awesome Well, I don't know if I'll say awesome. We both had like very solid jobs at the time in Portland, careers. Yeah, Yeah, like solid careers. That's what I was going for. And so we thought, hey, this home is something we could grow into. We bought way too big of a home from what we needed. Yeah, I don't know what we were doing. Had like a lot of empty bedrooms pretty much the entire time we lived there. One of the big sells of the home actually was it had this like amazing backyard, like really awesome backyard for Portland. Summers were going to be really fun. We talked about like having all these barbecues and like having friends over. We were very excited for this cuz we were coming from an apartment, Our apartment and then the van, which couldn't have people over in. And and then what happened? COVID. 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 <laughs> COVID hit 4 and... months later or
1: 3 months after we bought the house, COVID hit.
0: Yeah, and those 3 months I was in the middle of basketball Yeah, season. it was winter. It was winter. It was like yeah. November through February. So it wasn't like we were doing much anyways. We were still moving in and everything, then COVID hit. So we had one,
1: as soon as it was kind of allowed, we had one backyard social distance, like social distancing hangout. Oh yeah, we did. We were actually supposed to have a March Madness party. We had invited like 30 people and then COVID hit, you know, a week before that. So we had to cancel the March Madness party, which maybe was the worst thing of your life at that point.
0: Oh, I was so Um. excited. We finally had a space. We had like our surround system set up in the house. I was going to put up like multiple... I was gonna figure out a multiple screen sort of thing and yeah i mean of all the things covid canceled our march maddest party was like very low on the list yeah importance but it still is a bummer i mean everybody has their own stuff right it was
1: important to you and us and so it's a bummer
0: yeah but yeah so we can basically fast forward through all of covid but long story short because of covid i would say at least it gave us an opportunity is also, you know, and also just opened our eyes, I guess, to, to new possibilities in terms of our career. Mm -hmm. So we won't get into maybe those changes too much other than we both basically made career changes within that next year. Yeah. I think, I mean, career's
1: different to everybody, but I was in a very monotonous, boring job that brought me zero fulfillment. So during COVID, I finally said, I'm done. I want to find something else in the like health and fitness world. Cause that's what I really love. And within a week of searching for that, which don't like take this. Cause it might not take you a week to find your dream job, but <laughs> it took me a week, which was really nice. I was really fortunate. And that allowed me to then have the freedom and the balance that I wanted. And then, which of course led you into it as well and led us into the next couple of decisions that we were able to make, which was moving to our dream town at the age of 29 or 30 versus 60, which is when we thought we'd be able
0: to get here for retirement. So, yeah. And just to explain that more, we live in a town that is very, I mean, there's jobs here obviously, but it's a smaller town. It's more of a vacation town. There's not a whole lot of job opportunities, especially more so in the field that I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. You maybe could have found an insurance job. Yeah. Just switching to the broker side, but yes. Yeah, more so on have. my side. So it was... But I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so the changes that we made in our careers, because they were fully remote, they're actually still the full-time jobs that we have now and we really enjoy. They allowed us that... Allowed us the, to start down the path of like, hey, maybe we could move to Bend. And like mm. we talked about, when we start down a path of that idea, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Especially when... When you come up with ideas, right, or
1: dreams, you're imagining something that's better or going to enhance your life, right? You're usually not dreaming of things that are going to derail you. So we had this really exciting possibility ahead of us of working remotely, being able to take the van on trips, being able to live where we wanted to live, all this stuff. And that possibility was really exciting, way too hard to turn down. (laughs) Right. Even though we thought we had our dream home and we thought we liked our careers and you know, we thought we were doing well. It was like, who cares? This is so much of a step forward. Even if there's very small steps back in specific areas, it was such a step forward that, I mean, yeah, there was no way we were backtracking on there was no emergency break, even in the car on that one. Do you think we
0: would have gotten to that decision without the pandemic? No. I don't think so either. Yeah, it was uh, the career that we're in now, we were able to actually like slowly get into it while we still had our other careers because it was very part-time and so we were really able to feel it out. It was very different for both of us and that was like a pretty big safety net because it wasn't just like we had to completely leave a career for another one. We were able to just get our foot in the door and try it out and then realize, hey, this is something that could be long-term and this is something that we really enjoy and would fit this lifestyle that we really want to live where we can be on the road and have flexible schedules and still help people in like the health world which we mm-hmm. both really are passionate about yeah and so yeah i mean obviously the pandemic was mostly terrible and came with a lot of terrible things that happened but i have for you know for us and i've talked to other people too it did open a lot of people's eyes and give them time to like make these decisions that they maybe wouldn't have made otherwise Yeah,
1: I I really don't think that we would be here. I think maybe we would have figured it out eventually because, but then again, who knows? Was the world going to go into a more remote workforce? I don't know. And now it is right because of COVID. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We can't go back anyways. But yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with how that one turned out for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we made it to Bend. We packed up our house. We were actually just talking about this earlier today. We were like, oh, we can fit everything we have into a... What size U-Haul was it?
1: I think it was a 15 or a 20-footer maybe.
0: Yeah, 20-foot U-Haul. We were then going to tow our car behind. We only had one car at the time. And then we were going to also have the van. And we were like, oh, anything extra we'll just throw in the van. It'll be easy. And by the time we got every single little thing out of that house, we were, like, completely packed to the brim. There were three seats available in yeah. all of the vehicles. Yep. I think we, Cora, had to leave a plant behind, which I you were did. pretty sad about. No, know.
1: It was tulips <laughs> that my mom brought me, and it was, like, about to be spring, and anyways, it's fine. Do you ever wonder, like, how the tulips are doing? Oh, they're probably beautiful. I didn't even know what color they were. Do you actually think about it? No. Okay. <laughs> She's brought me plenty of plants since then, so okay. it's fine. <laughs> Another thing that we wouldn't have if we
0: didn't move to Bend is we might not have Cannon. True. Yeah. So we moved to Bend, completely new place. We knew one person and it was our realtor at the time because we were like slowly maybe looking at homes. Although we just started out by renting an apartment it was just very temporary as we got used to the place and figuring out where we wanted to live. Actually, to be honest, when we sold that Westland home, I remember saying I never want to buy a home again. (laughs) I do remember that. (laughs) I think that was more on me, but it was, I don't even know why. It's such a process
1: to buy and sell a house. It's we also went away for the weekend when we showed our house in West Lynn and Christina we hadn't sold a house yet so we didn't necessarily understand like the window and offers must be in by you know like a deadline so it didn't mean that everybody who saw the house had to put an offer in that second and so
0: you know it's Saturday Sunday we're like we don't have any offers by the way Cora said we're away we were in Miami celebrating Cora's 30th birthday so having an absolute blast for like a three-day trip yeah and then as soon as we were coming down off that
1: high it was why don't we have any offers in our email and then we realized that the
0: deadline was like 5 p.m on Sunday and then they just started flooding in yeah and this was that crazy time during the pandemic where you know you listed your house and and it was closing within 48 hours right you were getting offers and Well, you were accepting an offer within 40 yeah accepting an offer within 40 like you know normally it's weeks but it was very fast it was very fast so very stressful so i think at the end of it i was like we're never doing this again but yeah fast forward not even six months later we bought a home in bend (laughs) yes we did but yeah we can't skip over canon we decided to get canon in well when when was that decision made that was that May. decision was made within, like, 24 hours, by the way. But, sorry, go. That
1: decision was made, I think it was April or May. We went to Boise for a weekend. And um, we got some news about a friend who was maybe looking at getting a therapy dog due to a recent diagnosis. And so we, she asked where we got Rascal. So, of course, we look up, the, I look up the website, send it to her. And then, boom, there's puppies available, like, right now. Which, sorry if you're, like, a you know, rescue person. I totally get it. Please rescue more dogs. We are unfortunately stuck with golden doodles that we are like addicted to. So anyways, but we saw there was puppies available. And if you saw the picture of Cannon or any of them, it was impossible. I mean, look at, look how precious he is. He's perfect. He was pretty cute in that picture. So we talked about it. We actually talked about it for, well, we texted the lady that night. And then we said, can you tell us if anybody expresses interest and then we'll pay the deposit. And then a week later we paid the deposit and then we were picking him up like literally two weeks later.
0: And this is how a lot of our decisions go, I feel like. Like (laughs) the idea gets brought up. And then for the next probably, like, 48 hours... We only talk about that. Well, we only talk about that, or if we're not talking about it for, like, a certain amount of hours, then one of us, normally me, will bring it up. I'll be like, well, so, you know, have you thought more? How are you feeling about it? Like, we'll just continue to, you know, beat it to death, basically. Yes, we do. We do. Until we're, like, we have to make a decision, because we cannot just, like, be sitting on this decision for any longer, even though it's been, like, 48 hours. Yeah. So, long story short, we decided to get canon, mm-hmm. which I actually like our decision-making
1: process because, for me, if I really care about it, I'm going to be talking about it nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stop. So, it kind of forces you to either say yes or get over it, right, or decide it's not a good idea or not a good time. So. I like that. So if you're like one of those internal talkers where you just talk all the time, like to yourself, I'd recommend talking to your partner about it. Or if you're talking to yourself about it and you're
0: independent, then do it. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I guess when you say it like that, it's like how many ideas or thoughts have we had that have been brought up that then we just never bring up again because it's not actually a good idea or it's not something that like both of us are really interested in. Yeah. Right. I guess or, we probably think more like remember more of the, the big ones ideas that we've actually acted on because mm-hmm. we've actually acted on them.
1: Yeah. And even how many ideas have I had that I haven't even told you? Cause I immediately am like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> right. So, you know, or how many conversations do you have with yourself that don't even, I mean, we're talking to ourselves all day. Right. Yeah. So you talk about the ones who actually make it number one out of your own brain out loud and then that your partner or, you know, once you say it out loud, it's like, oh, yeah, that's not a great idea. Yeah. You know? So.
0: Yeah. So not all of our ideas are good ideas. Yeah. But I don't even know if any of the ideas we've, or, like, any of the decisions we made are good decisions, but. I, I guess mean, they're good for us. What do you mean? Yeah. True.
1: Like, who cares what anybody else thinks? It's our life,
0: right? Yeah. And we like our life. I love our life. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I mean. Sometimes we wonder why we all the time, but have so many expenses. But that would probably be the only, <laughs> the big like why don't why do we have so many expenses and it's stopping us from being able to take all the vacations that we want. Basically, is like yes. our one stressor at the moment. Yes, which <laughs> we, which is like so. I don't know. I almost feel embarrassed to say that out loud, but
1: I mean it's fine. It's we true. work hard, you know, for our money and for our lifestyle, and we decided to make a decision, another decision of our many, to go into like trying to build a real estate portfolio, right? And so with that, you're going to be strapped until you can really kind of start to make the money back, you know, which we're starting to see, but we're not even, we're like just over a year into owning our first property in
0: Bend, let alone our second, so. Yeah, we're in the house poor portion part of this journey. We are. That we have started. So yeah, we six months into living in Bend, we bought a townhome. And the idea was we were going to live in this town home for x amount of time we said a max of two years i think okay is what we said. okay max two years because it wasn't a forever home basically the townhome is set up and it is on airbnb if you want to check it out but it's two units upstairs is a one bedroom with you know bathroom and everything and then downstairs is a smaller unit that's just a studio but it still has like a pretty full kitchen or kitchenette mm-hmm. yeah and so we knew we could live upstairs for a temporary amount of time max two years and then we could rent out the bottom on airbnb so that we basically moved in and like tried to get that airbnb ready as quickly as possible so that we could list it and start renting it do you remember how long we made it upstairs do before we started talking about like getting <laughs> another home before we actually bought another home before we moved out well yeah i mean it was we bought the town home in october and then we bought our current home in june mm-hmm. so yeah seven that. and a half eight months yeah so we didn't quite make it the two years. We probably made it five months without who, talking about it. Who brought up the I'm ready to not live here anymore? Me. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. What was your biggest reason? The I dogs. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> we had to take the, I, this sounds so ridiculous and again if you're listening to this and you think we're privileged annoying jerks then I'm sorry but we had to take the dogs out on leash like eight times a day to go to the bathroom which is fine right but Like you work from home and it's like dark out and i'm afraid of the dark and i hated going out there at night and like had to wear a light and we live somewhere where it's cold and so it'd be like snowing and then they'd play in the snow and then they're fluffy so they'd have snowballs all over them and we started
0: hearing that there was like mountain lions roaming around the dark cougars around the community i mean same thing but yeah and the reason why also why we were so willing to start looking at buying a second home is that our Airbnb was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right? So renting out the studio was doing pretty well. And so we saw the potential that hey, basically the quicker that we can get out of here and start also renting the upstairs, it'll pay for itself. It will pay for itself. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can find the money basically for a down payment for a more forever type family just a family, family home. home no more forever anymore yeah not forever <laughs> at least 10 years though we do have that agreement for mm-hmm. this current home We do. i haven't gotten you like to write that down or sign it yet we have we're eight months in so and i'm pretty
1: good okay i'm the most good i've ever been probably okay we only have to live here for 16 months for it to be the longest we've ever lived anywhere together oh so we God. just have to double our time here so far and it'll be the longest we've ever lived anywhere together that's crazy
0: that's crazy, but yeah. So we were like, as soon as we can get out of here, if we can find the down payment for another home, we can like start covering all the expenses for this townhome. It will pay for itself. Like, what a cool, we'll we'll really be in like real estate, you know, as an investment at that point. Mm-hmm. If we could rent out that whole place. The only problem was, we didn't totally just have like a down payment for the type of house that we wanted to buy in our bank accounts. This is where Cora starts to get a little sad. I know.
1: I was watching Canon yawn, so it helped, but. <laughs>
0: So we sold our van so we sold the van that
1: was a hard decision yeah it was really hard well it was like our first big decision together it was our first kind of like our first big decision oh to get the van yeah it was our first big like collaboration on anything to build it out and like make that you know what we wanted it to be um and it was how you proposed and it was also kind of how I proposed to you. We were on a van trip. So it just had so many memories, you know, and yeah. we had a lot of really good times, but it's okay. We'll get another van. Yeah. It was... I should get that in writing because you said that to me I too. did say that. So I still think some, that's true. We have some contracts to sign and notarize, it sounds like. <laughs>
0: or I guess we could just trust each other. Yeah, I know. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you know, there was this fear that the economy was, was going to start going down, which it did. And so it kind of felt like now or never. Like, if we want to sell the van, we weren't really using it as much, at least at the time. If we want to sell it, the time is now. Like, why don't we list it? We list it for exactly what we'd want to sell it for, nothing less. And if someone bites, then we'll get that money. And then we can use that money for a down payment for a house. Like, at least that money's going somewhere. We're not just selling it for no reason. Because I don't think we would have done that. Like, we probably would have kept it because that would have felt off i guess yeah agreed yeah so we listed the van and what was it like 10 days max i think we i think they drove away with it like 10 or 12 days later yeah it was gone it was gone
1: but i never want to go to that wells fargo again <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about boise
1: yeah it's fine
0: the people were from boise and but... they said they would keep her name so mm-hmm.
1: hopefully they did if you guys are listening tell us she's still named danny
0: and then with our
1: hard-earned danny sad money. We bought kind of our like dream location house in Bend that we now live in and we can walk pretty much everywhere, which we love. Christina can run out the door and run down to the river and go on jogs, which she's obsessed with. It's one of my favorite things. And yeah, we have a backyard for the dogs. We have, you know, a couple luxury items, like a hot tub that we really wanted. We have room for people to stay with us. You know, we've been able to entertain for the first time in our adult relationship together. We've been able to do that, which has been... We
0: throw some pretty good parties.
1: Yeah, we do. Which has been really fun. So that kind of new lifestyle that this house has brought has been worth, has been worth Danny, for sure. Which is our fan.
0: Do you, you really mean that? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. I we like our life.
1: Yeah, I love it. And we've got, like, some of our best friends live, like, across the alley. They're our, our, like, garage neighbors, I guess you would call it. We've got great neighbors all around us. We've got some great friends here. I would say I like our flow and bend better than I've liked any flow in my adult life so far,
0: before and after you. I would agree. It feels very, like, kind of, it hits a lot of the different things that we, I think we both as individuals and as a couple that we both need. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about, we've said this already, like we're pretty, we're happy with where we're at. We're feeling pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to make any like massive changes, like move to another cities or like buy another house. Right. But we're never just sitting still. Right. So what are some things that are like on the horizon that you're excited about?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we were supposed to go to Europe for our honeymoon and we're going this year. So almost three years late, but we're finally getting to do like a dream Europe trip. Oh, I can't together. wait. So we do that. We leave in like two months, woo, which is exciting and really intimidating with how much work we have to do before oh, then. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about fun stuff. We've decided to build out half of our garage into a home gym, which we're really pumped about. We're both personal trainers. So we have the option to train clients in person with that. We also have the ability to do our own workouts right at home where we can have the dogs around or do neighborhood workouts. We have a lot of active people in our neighborhood, so we might do like Saturday workouts. Anyways.
0: Weekend morning neighborhood workouts. How fun would that be? Yeah, it's gonna be like... Then we all go out to brunch afterward and drink mimosas. Yeah, it's gonna be like Saturday (laughs) 9 a.m. everybody in. Or we serve the mimosas. We serve the exercise and then we serve the alcohol. Sounds way cheaper for everybody. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's our newest adventure that we're gonna go down, which of all the adventures that we've done, all the things we've done, this will be Like the least intrusive to our lives i feel like where we can benefit the most from it
0: yeah like Like it's not that hard to do or that expensive and we can earn some extra side money and also get like core said like get to work out just in our home gym which will be pretty awesome yeah so i'm really excited about that yeah i'm like it's like all i think about what's your favorite (laughs) part about making a decision together
1: probably then the planning for it. Like I like when we say, we finally say yes. And then it's like, okay, cool. Where are we going to go? How much are we going to spend? What are we going to get? What kind of food are we going to get? And kind of building the itinerary or the agenda or the plan
0: or the timeline. Cause I, I really like the planning stuff. We're both pretty big planners if you haven't picked up on that yet. So Yeah. yeah, when we get an idea, like the whole home gym idea came up on our drive back from Canada. We spent like three weeks in Canada working remote and just adventuring and being out in the snow with the dogs it was super fun but I don't even like know where it started but the whole idea of a garage gym came up and we just talked about it for like hours on the way home planning mm-hmm. out like all the details and stuff it was pretty fun
1: yes it was very what's fun. your
0: least favorite part about making a decision together probably how realistic
1: you are it's kind of annoying sometimes when like <laughs> when I just want to go for it, you know? Yeah, I'm like, how will that work financially? Mm-hmm. Or are you sure you want, like, Cora, you kind of... Like, not that I change my mind all the time, but I do get, like, excited about things very quickly. So you bringing your realistic approach to me sometimes makes me mad because... Like, how
0: confident are you with this idea?
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really confident.
1: <laughs> Aggressive, right? Like, I I don't like that because... I think that's probably the hardest part for me is when we have to have like the real conversations or, you know, let's look at the money or are we really going to do this or whatever. I don't know. That stuff's just boring to me. I want to, like the business plan is boring. I want to do the fun stuff and I just want to see the money flow.
0: Yeah. That's fair. You're right. That is the boring
1: stuff. And it's like the the stressful stuff too. Yeah. What's your favorite and least favorite part of planning or making those big decisions with me?
0: I know I ask these questions, but I feel like they're kind of hard. My least favorite part is probably the same thing you said. I mean, that's probably like Cor and I really don't get into very many arguments. Not that we never do; we just don't get into very many. And when we do, it's probably it's like kind of the same things. And I feel like that's one of them where we we just maybe see that differently. Like I play devil's advocate almost a little bit. Like, how confident are we? Is this gonna work financially like trying to just get both of our minds in a place where we're like thinking about maybe what worst case scenario is and I don't even know if that's a great way to do it but for some reason that's where I go and yeah and then my favorite part of making a decision with you is is just our willingness to what was my analogy earlier? Just shoot shoot the the gun. Oh yeah, fire the gun. (laughs) Just to fire the gun, just to go for it. Like we have made some risky decisions. You know, we didn't even really get into this, but like when we bought that van, like at least for me, maybe not for Cora. Cora was making more money than me at the time. Like it was a stretch and I was very much like, if we're going to do this together, I'm going to pay my half. Even if I have to pay you back, like I'm going to pay my half. And it was a stretch, like it was risky. And then when we bought our first home in Westland, I mean, we took out money against your 401k to have the money for a down payment for that house. And so like not recommended by Dave Ramsey. So don't do that. Yeah, this isn't, (laughs) don't like, I'm not giving financial advice here, but (laughs) (laughs) so that was risky, you know? And so, but I, but it, then it paid off, you know? So I do really enjoy that about us, that we are at least willing to take some risks because I don't think everyone is willing to do that. And we're willing to just like kind of put ourselves out there and, and then do the work, but also just see see how things play out and just mm-hmm. know that we're gonna be in it together regardless.
1: Yeah. I think one kind of last thing to say on that is from like a career standpoint, I remember when I left my first job, my mom and her whole generation of friends, which my mom's 40 years older than me, so a totally different generation, like one job, you retire from it, you're not switching careers. I got multiple messages from them saying, you know, we're so proud of how brave you are for like taking a risk, right? Because that's just not something that people always do, right? People get scared or they get trapped in their jobs. And again, we're not giving like financial advice or anything like that, but if you can swing it for something that's going to be more fulfilling, right? Or have a better flow for your life, I say it's worth it because it's really worked out for us and there's always going to be jobs,
0: right? So corey and I joke around sometimes, or I joke around sometimes, I'm like, why did you ever leave that job? Because your job had the potential to make like a lot of money. And it's totally a joke though, right? But, you know, it was very cool that you, that decision, you know, that you made alone for your career was a decision some people wouldn't make because for financial reasons, maybe you're not going to make as much money if you leave it, but I I mean, mean, you're going to be a lot never, happier yeah. and it's going to be more of what you want to do and it's going to feel more fulfilling and all that. Yeah, like, I was in pajama pants all day today.
1: So, you know, like, that's a pretty good win. Hey,
0: we went and worked
1: out. True, okay, other than a couple activities. but <laughs> And you crushed the workout. I wasn't in a pantsuit or high heels or yeah. I didn't have makeup on, anything like Driving that. Driving to meetings.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I was with you and the dogs and our fam the whole day. All right last thing and then we'll let everyone go because i think we've talked about our lives enough but okay. i have a rapid fire for you i do this with any guest who comes on okay the goal is that you answer the question in one word to one sentence okay if it goes longer than that it's not you know not gonna cut you off but you try might. and say <laughs> what first comes to mind also, before we go into this, Cora has a thing that I'll ask, like, what is your favorite well, blah, You didn't blah, want blah? to just let them see if I know it? No, <laughs> and she always will say, like, three things instead of just one, so we'll see if she's able to stick to one here, because I have a couple of those type of questions. So, okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, number one, what is one thing you love about me? Mm. I love how silly you are. I like that. Even though I think you're probably the only
1: person in the world who thinks I'm
0: funny, but... (laughs) That's why I love it, though, because I'm I'm the
1: only one who, like, sees that side or really... I don't know. I feel like it's for me.
0: Yeah. It is. I like that. Yeah. Okay, number two. What is one thing that I do that annoys you? Oh, man. (laughs) Just what Just one. You don't get to list three here. (laughs) Anytime you beat me in anything athletic. Fair. And just to be fair Cora me in our CrossFit workout today and I didn't even tell this to her until right now but I was really annoyed the whole time you was... asked me what my reps were you knew how to catch me I know but I couldn't that was what was annoying I was like trying and I thought I maybe was gonna be able to catch you because it was a workout that was like some of my strengths and I just wasn't so I gave you props thank you I did give you props yes you did yeah thank you okay number three if you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow where would you go Ooh, anywhere in the world tomorrow okay
1: i'm gonna give two <laughs> australia or like the maldives Ooh, or we, somewhere like that like fiji something like that with yeah. the huts above the water you have been
0: really <laughs> wanting to go there mm-hmm. my mom just went there like what was it in november or whatever yeah, a couple months And ago. was just selling sending us all these pictures and yeah we were very yeah, we love you betty but almost rude yeah just, you know <laughs> <laughs> we love you if you are watching this. Just to be clear, okay. Number four, who is your favorite Warriors player? Mm, Steph Curry. Okay, yeah, times I knew. A I like. I figured you were gonna say that, but who's your second player then? Mm, Wiggy. Okay.
1: Oh, Andre Iguodala. Which one? Well, Andre's third because he barely is gonna play. Okay, fair. But Wiggy'd probably be second. Okay. What were you thinking? I would say. I didn't
0: know. Mm. I was really curious.
1: Mm. Got it. Okay. Least favorite, Draymond Green. <laughs>
0: Wow, you put that on record. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, last question, and then we'll wrap things up. If you could for sure make one thing happen in 2023, what would it be?
1: One thing I'd make sure happened in 2023 would be lots of outdoors time, outdoorsy mm. time, which we've been off to a really good start so far, but I usually like warmer outdoorsy time, so I'm more specifically thinking camping, hiking,
0: backpacking. Have you scheduled any of those? Love, I'm on it. <laughs> All right. No, I haven't. unfortunately we live in a place where you have to like schedule certain hikes like you have to get reservations which is awesome just by the way, like I get it it's good cool, for shoot Na- It's, good. Forest. it's, it's awesome. good for the nature but it's also a little annoying. Yeah yeah
1: I'm gonna handle it. That's what I keep telling Christina.
0: <laughs> All right well that's what we're gonna leave you guys with today. So Cora, thank you for being on the podcast. You're so welcome. This was a lot of fun. Will you do it again? sure maybe we could talk about something like even more juicy next time so stay tuned for next time but yeah we'll leave you with that today and like always last thing i'll say is changing your path will not be easy it will be challenging i'll say that over and over again but it will be worth it so if you're listening do a self-check today are you on your path up your mountain and if not what path are you on